This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I don't know how we got here, but it is week four of the Great British Bake Off. And how to sum up this week, Crossy, the week of Queen Linda, the week of prugasms, terrible brownies and a tent that... Forgive me for this, but it couldn't handle the heat, and I mean quite literally. What happened with the brownies? I have never in my entire life watched a TV show where brownies went to shit. Like, are they not a solid bit of, you know, dessert that everyone likes as gooey and as yummy and as... For some reason, it just went... Yeah, it went tits up, didn't it? Like, I'm a big fan of the brownie. You know, I'm one of these people that when I, if I'm treating myself to a lovely meal, I always aim for the dessert. Uh, more often than not, I'm too full to actually follow through and get the dessert. But if there's the brownie on the menu, the brownie is what I'm going to get. So when I heard Chocolate Week, when I heard brownies, I thought, this is a bit of me now, I'm going to love this. It just fell apart for all of them. I don't think there was a, a good brownie between all nine of them this week, which was, um, you know, even the internet was saying as well, like, this isn't good, lads. They're meant to be like amateur bakers and the next big thing and they were all quite poor if you can't produce a decent chocolate brownie there's going to be problems or we'll see what kind of a disaster this turns out to be bakers you are halfway through it does look a mess it's too sweet you've got a few problems here very tough i don't like the flavors either like look at peter peter had a fig and what was this pig and pistachio? Like, get mm. out of here, man. Get out of here. Yeah, and I suppose that someone had made the point, one of the contestants had made the point that I'm sure they can all make a brownie, but they had to do something different when you're on the Great British Bake Off. And it's like they all tried too hard, maybe, and it just didn't really work for them at all. The only person I found that actually was kind of good was Linda. She had the mm. treat of Christmas past. And I was like, oh, Linda. Yeah, she's just the sweetest one whenever I actually have in my notes here that you predicted this, I think on week two, that uh, Linda might be the one to watching all of this and you've been saying this for weeks and we'll get to it but certainly it was her week wasn't it I remember in early lockdown though thinking of brownies I just really needed to treat myself you know just one of those days where I was just like oh god this is all so hard I want something really sweet and yum and delicious and you know in like a lot of the super values and the centres they have the I can't think of the brand now but you know they have the ready made brownies you just add the water and they're divine do you know the ones I'm talking about yes and do you know what oh. my favourite is the M&S or the Tesco ones oh if you're really fancying yourself then you Yes, for sure. Like you literally add a drop of water and they are mouth watering. They became a hit in my house. I think we made them like two or three times over a couple of weeks. And it was like, we have to stop making these brownies. Seriously, we need to stop this now. <laughs> but sometimes I was thinking of those simple to make brownies when I was watching this episode going like, lads, pop into Tesco, add the water, you're laughing. <laughs> you're making it too confusing. Bar, prugasm, the other the kind of phrase that everyone was talking about this time. Mm. 
was the wet freezer juice when everything yeah. just went all over the place. Yeah, no, no, no. It's like a version of WAP no one needs to release, to be honest with you. No, thank you. <laughs> WFJ. I know. But yeah, look, the brownies, I think the brownies are something that we all need to forget about this week. I yeah, no. Did wrong. This isn't my joke. I, d- I did see it online, but I'm going to use it here. Not a single person got a brownie point from the brownie challenge. Hey. <laughs> Moving on to the second challenge. What even was that yoke? It's called a chocolate babka. And it's, I think it's from some Jewish, it's from Jewish cook. It looked horrific. And again, it's chocolate week and they're like, oh, how much chocolate can you get into the dough? But mm, again, really, would you really be bothered? I wanted something real chocolatey. Give me a big chocolate cake, you know. And another thing I'm noticing about Bake Off, again, if you're listening to this episode, hello and welcome. Um, I've never, ever, ever watched Bake Off until this season. But what I was surprised by again was the amount of bloody plating that does be going on. They want to plat every cake or something. There's something kind of that needs to be platted every week. Um, Why are they so obsessed with platting things? And just making all that bit awkward. Like I've I've never gone into Kay's Bakery and says, I want a babka. Give us a babka. Never. Weird. And I think this is where it went to shit for everyone. So like I think the people who made good babkas, so the like the main baker of this was Linda. This is when she started to get that that much tiny bit better. She got her groove on. It's Linda Linda. In at number two is your woman Laura. Yeah, she nailed Mark it. came in at number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter number four. Peter always seems to be there. I think he's going to fall down the last hurdle. I just think he doesn't have enough experience. Oh, I don't know. You keep saying this about Peter, and every week I want to give him a hug. He all will get to obviously the showstopper shortly, but he just always looks so terrified at that point. I'm like, I want to give this guy a hug. He looks so nervous. I was worried for Lottie, and I was actually worried for Sora the whole way through as well. I just thought they're not having good weeks, and it's just such an unpredictable. Like again, you can answer this because you've watched in previous years. Normally is there a bit of consistency so you'd have your you know your strong people and then maybe people that wouldn't be as strong but this year it's like it just seems really unpredictable from week to week you just don't know I think we thought Sarah was going to win on week one mm. like Sarah's got in the bag mm. and then she came seventh for the showstopper yeah so like uh, look I think we need to leave the babkas alone I think that was I, I think probably the worst thing they've had to do so far has been the babkas and the brownies I would agree with that and you know what it was actually quite a stressful episode like in other weeks we've talked about how Bake Off is lovely like uh, means to escape from all the rubbish that's going on in the world we've got all the election stuff in the States COVID's everywhere it's just a nice little switch off whereas I felt this week was quite stressful everybody was really really stressed and I think even the bakers had mentioned that throughout the episode as well like there's not even that much crack in the tent this week like no one was even having the lols they were just really really stressed we're all up against it it's not enough time it could be great or it could be we'll see what kind of a disaster this turns out to be and this is another point that someone had mentioned online that got me thinking. Like you would think at this point they'd have sorted out the room temperature in that tent for the bake-off. Like it was a really hot day and everything was melting on top of them. They're rolling things out and it wasn't their fault. It was the heat in the tent that was making things melt. Like you would think that they'd have that sorted at this stage for such a big show. Yeah, I, I think I think the difference was, was that this year it was all done within three weeks. And it was mm. so warm Fair. throughout the summer. I'm just looking here, Ed, Great British Bake Off tweeted a January to September calendar of Lottie's faces because she made some amount of faces, especially yeah. the last one, the white chocolate. 
what on God's name happened? I think Paul Hollywood looked at her and went, you could do better than this. And I thought that was him, you know, saying, I'm going to save you. I think if Sora didn't have such a bad week, I would say she would have been gone. Sora's la- showstopper being genuinely not edible is the only thing that kept Lottie. And she's going to have to seriously up her game for next week to impress. She didn't just have one bad round. She had three very poor <laughs> rounds. And like, again, I'm maybe speaking out of turn here and I don't mean to be like in any way rude or anything, but was her attitude a little bit off this week she was kind of almost apathetic wasn't she she was almost just like throwing in the towel almost or am I really unfair in saying that sorry does Lottie or Sarah Lottie it's oh. almost like she was just kind of like oh god I can't be dealing this is too hard and I messed this up like was her confidence a little bit knocked and did she get or or did I pick that up completely wrong no I don't think so I think because they are baking so much in over mm. like two, three weeks, I think now the tension is starting to rise. Yes. With each other 24 hours a day compared to the last time, which was only like two days per week. Now they're with each other for three weeks solid. I think mm. there's something definitely, because I even felt Sarah when Sarah, whatever happened in the end, she was like, I'm never eating white chocolate again. I, was I have that in my notes and I thought that was so sad. I'm never eating chocolate again. Oh no. A bit catty, I thought. I was like, hang on there. Because you know, that has to be for someone to claim that they're never going to eat chocolate again like that's obviously really 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 hurt her because that's a big statement I'm not sure anything about me have chocolate I don't care what chocolate does to me I'll still eat it whereas like if she's that pissed off um, it just yeah I think it was quite a stressful week probably the stressiest of the, of the series so far yeah. really just to get back to the other kind of star we've mentioned every week on the podcast since this began in terms of Matt Lucas settling into the presenting role how did you find him this week uh, again just watching the the tweets and stuff online it was interesting to see people kind of say that he was trying too hard and stuff then other people on the complete opposite side saying that they loved him and he was bringing such a laugh to it and everything what did you think look if you watch him on the on a little britain and all the things he's ever been in he's always been a bit of crack so i think mm. this is like you know this is who he is i think he's now coming into himself he's a bit more confident and he's able to have the crack and again he just stands beside people who make those cakes and just looks at them with his with his tongue out constantly like <laughs> always want to eat everything and yeah i feel he is my spirit spirit animal he's so another thing i need to reveal to you is this just on fake I was like, am I going to tell the story in the podcast or not? I'm going to tell you. Uh, so, you know, was it, remind me of the name of the middle challenge again. The Bababa. The Bababa. Babka. The Babka. The Babka. Well, the texture of that with the mixture of the, obviously, the, the whatever it was. the Chocolate and rich dough. So dough and chocolate then. You know the way we all have like an ultimate treat like something that when you think about it it's kind of revolting and like you might do it once a year if you're really having a bad day a lot of people really fall out with me over this treat I remember when I was a kid my cousins are Spanish when they used to come visit they were getting like a holiday treat and they used to love and I found this really weird sugar on their toast their toast with butter and spring like covered in sugar and that was like their treat right and I used to always be like what is this this is mad my thing as a kid if I really like I've probably done this 10 times in my life but you know it comes up every couple of years I'll put a dairy milk into a slice of Brennan's bread and just eat it you need to actually quit your job and leave F104 that is the most disgusting thing I have ever heard <laughs> oh 
Crossy, I'm so sorry. I, I knew it was a gamble telling you this. But um, it's just something that I felt like that's the only thing about the Babka. I was like, oh, I kind of get it because I used to kind of enjoy the occasional slice of bread and the spread with the dairy milk. <laughs> that is gross. That is- Have you ever tried it? Bread no, and chocolate? Absolutely. Like, obviously, you get the vibe with like bread and Nutella, but bread and a chocolate bar, they're just an eclectic mix. Emma, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Imagine <laughs> like a bread and spread thinking that you're going to get a crisp or you're going to cheese or... <laughs> I need to reiterate I've probably done this like 10 times in my lifetime it's not something I do on the regular but if I like and I always feel disgusted like it makes you feel so like oh my god I can never eat again I'm so full but there's just something about it I must have tried it as a kid and thought oh my god this is yum anyway all I can think about is that nun in Father Ted you know she eats all Father Ted's (laughs) sweets Uh, you'd mentioned there to move on to the the big one the star baker and obviously who went home a lot of people online were saying that linda was robbed of star baker uh, I, I don't think so i think i think linda's doing really well and she's solidly doing well i think mark is you know every week he's getting better and better and better whereas linda's just acing it so i think in a in a whole i think mark probably deserved it a bit better it mm-hmm. just, I, I think Lin, i can we i think we can see linda at the end last week I really do. And Mark is yeah. Those two are, for me, the solids. I think they're going to go the full way. The other Mark from last week had done so well. I just think he came across like such an utter gentleman again this week. He seemed so disappointed in the early stages when I think he was disappointed with his first challenge or maybe it was the second. And he just said, I'm so disappointed with himself or whatever. He's such a great guy. But the younger Mark this week, Crossy, I know that you weren't really mad into him for the first few weeks. I loved him this week. I thought he was great fun. Um, he seems like such a genuinely humble guy. He was so <laughs> chuffed <laughs> to get Starbaker. He was like kind of emotional about it I don't know he really I warmed up to him a lot not that I was not warm to him but I particularly warmed up to him this week I yeah I'm a fan of all of them and I think this is the thing with any of these TV shows that you follow you just get to a point it just takes a few weeks to get to know them and then you're like like I'm okay I'm not gonna we'll get to that in a sec but like I'm gutted after who left this week I'll miss her you know do you know what I I think part of me was kind of like I wanted Lottie to go because it was kind of like, do you know what? I, I think Lottie kind of ran her course. I think this week she was a tiny bit, as you said, a bit more sassier. Like I know she said to one of the guys, I think it was Mark. She was like, uh, Mark says, oh, I'm I'm losing it. I think it was. And he, she was like, no, you're not. And he was like, am I not? And she was like, oh, you are. You know, it was something real kind of catty. And I was like, oh, come on, love. I was like, mm. everybody's losing their shit. I just thought from the point of view of like, um, just I'll just mention it now, like Sora was voted off, which I'm gutted about. I just thought that Lottie's inconsistencies and, you know, her flaws in her baking this week were more evident throughout than Sora. Sora had, Sora had a really bad last challenge, like part of her cake wasn't edible, like not ideal, <laughs> obviously, like far from ideal. But I think Lottie's inconsistencies were more prevalent through the whole episode whereas whereas mainly came at the end do you know what I'm saying so I think a lot of people the whole way through were thinking oh Lottie's gone and we're quite surprised to see Sora go in the end Um, did they keep Lottie because she might have a bit more crack in the episodes I don't know I thought Sora had a huge personality on it as well like I was drawn into Sora from the very first episode but yeah I'm gutted to see Sora gone to be honest like you said I'm a fan of Lottie, but if I had to pick, I'd prefer to see Sora stay another week. I think she has more to bring to the table. I but your think, luck. I think 
because they used the word inedible, I think there was no way. No way. I hear you. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think I've heard that in a long time in Bake Off, that something was inedible, especially Mm. when you're four weeks in and, you know, you've got rid of the Rowans, you got rid of, you know, all the joke acts and all of a sudden it's inedible. So yeah, I think probably. Good point. Good point. Person to be over. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it was a good week this week. My nerves are gone, but I really enjoyed it. Final point, because, and I did see this point being made online, so I wanted to ask you about this. Are they, as a collective group of people, weaker than previous years? Yes, absolutely. Why why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Very, very strange. I just think they're not... there's nothing to them you know I think we'll forget them I think this time last year now we were kind of rowing at some of them we're thinking some of them were like you know easy on the eye we're thinking some of them were just there because you know what they were flirting I think with this one they're a bit woke I think they're a bit vanilla maybe vanilla okay good word good word I'm still enjoying it and I think it's unreal but like I'm just looking here online right it's about 10 minutes since it's been over people are going mad Sarah's been sent home over Lottie like mad no I think next week I think next week Lottie is in trouble and I think who else I even think Mark's in trouble your Mark's in trouble really like Mark he wasn't really in it this week or Laura I think Laura could be as well I worry for our girl Laura I do I do she hasn't really had the week where she has just shone yet and I think she wants it this week you could see she was quite disappointed didn't you the other thing I suppose trending online this evening and we'll leave it here (laughs) is the amount of people who've had to explain what an orgasm is after the whole uh, prugasm moment on the show this evening so I'm sure it's created some awkwardness in the household Mm. delicious Delicious. (laughs) so we call it a prugasm <laughs> However, there you go. I've just heard I've just seen this someone tweet this. Three things tonight. Number one, no one can make brownies. Number two, Sarah's cake was raw. And number three, Prue had a prugasm. Well, there you go. That's literally week four in a nutshell. Thank you very much. <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.